1160 The Quest welcomes you to Legislation Made Simple. Keeping you informed on political issues, primarily legislative issues in the Georgia General Assembly, but also some national issues that implicate the teachings of the church. Issues that are critical to restoring and protecting a culture that enables families to flourish and the kingdom of God to advance. Legislation Made Simple will also let you know how to get involved, how to get to know your state representatives and senators, and most importantly, how you can affect policy. Your hosts are Patty DeCraney and Jane Robbins. Jane is a retired lawyer, formerly with a D.C.-based organization called American Principles Project. Jane worked at the Georgia legislature and has maintained her connections there, so she's plugged in under the Gold Dome. Now let's begin Legislation Made Simple. Hello and welcome. We are so happy you're listening to our first Legislation Made Simple show. My name is Patty DeCraney, and my co-host is Jane Robbins. Hi, Jane. Hey, Patty. We will always begin with invoking the Holy Spirit and reading Holy Scripture. Let's pray this together, Jane. Come, Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created and you will renew the face of the earth. And today's scripture is Matthew ten twenty six twenty seven. Therefore do not be afraid of them. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. One of the reasons I said yes to hosting the show was that I want to understand how our legislation works and how we, as disciples of Christ, can affect change. And with this important information, where can we proclaim on the housetops? Findings have revealed that radio is the most important instrument in information dissemination because it reaches a larger percentage of people, irrespective of their location. Well, here we are. On Catholic Radio, AM 11.6 through the Quest, which has the potential to reach millions of people just in the state of Georgia and many more through streaming online throughout the world. Jane and I have been friends for many years and met in a Families in Action group when our children were in high school together. What brought us together then was taking action to help our children. And now we are together again. I love that, Jane. But this time, we're taking action to work towards building a culture of life with all of you, wonderful listeners. Jane, can you tell us about yourself and why you decided to host Legislation Made Simple? Sure. Thanks, Patty. Um, I worked for an organization based in D.C. for about nine years. It's called the American Principles Project, and we worked a lot on education issues and religious freedom issues and general issues related to the culture. And as part of that, I worked down at the Georgia legislature a good bit. I'm a lawyer, so I sort of knew what was going on, but I had a lot to learn when I first got there. So I'm retired now. I have other things to do, such as helping raise a grandchild. Mm -hmm. But um, it was, it, it has been my blessing to to maintain my relationships with the people who still work down there and people who still have their finger on the pulse of what's going on. So I I feel like I can, if I don't know what's happening, I can find out pretty easily. So um, on this show, we will discuss different legislative issue every week. Sometimes we'll have guests to come in who are the experts on it to help educate us and our listeners. 
Now, this is our first show, and it will be different from the others. This one will focus on the background, how the legislature works, what happens to a bill, how things get done or don't get done at the legislature. So this is this is the background show that we hope will be helpful to you to prepare the, the ground for what we're going to do in the future. Perfect. And, w- and will you start off with telling us about the function of the legislature? Yeah, I think most people pretty much know what the legislature does. Um, the model of a good legislature is that it it balances power. The, the legislators represent their constituencies in their districts. The chief function of a legislator, obviously, is to enact laws. And each legislator represents his or her district, and the people in that district are called the constituents who live in that area. Okay, and when we go to find out who our legislature is it's the district that we live in yes yes and and now just give us an overview of how it works okay the the session is about to kick off january 9th this year usually it begins in early january the georgia session lasts for 40 days that's not 40 consecutive work days this is usually three to four days a week that they're in session the days off allow the legislators to work their regular jobs because they're not full-time legislators. These people, most of them have other jobs. So on their days off, they're doing those. Or sometimes the days off are for committee meetings and that sort of thing. And the, the legislative session generally wraps up the first week of April. Now, we just came out of election season, and every legislative session in both chambers, the House and the Senate in Georgia, is up for re-election every two years. So theoretically, you could have an entirely new legislature, the Georgia General Mm. Assembly, every two years. It doesn't happen that way, but theoretically it could because they're all up for re-election. The Speaker of the House, whose name is John Burns, presides over the House of Representatives. The Lieutenant Governor, who is Burt Jones, presides over the Senate. And both of these men are new this year. So we've got the new... um, top leadership in the legislature. Mm -hmm. Okay. And as you'll find out, that's very critical, who the leadership is. How does a bill get through the legislature? A bill will be dropped, and I use the the term dropped um, as it's a a term of art. It it comes from just dropping the the written bill into the hopper at the clerk's office. Mm -hmm. Um, In either the Senate or the House, there could be companion bills in that are introduced at the same time in both the Senate and the House. And what's a companion bill? It's the same bill. It's just introduced in the, the oh. different chamber. It's okay. exactly the same bill. Now, the, the bills can be pre-filed in December with the clerk's office before the session starts, or the bill could be dropped at any point during the session. It will be given a bill number, which is how we follow the bill. And that's okay. what, if you get on, on action alerts and people tell you bill number, whatever is coming up, and you follow it according to that number. Okay. Now, the bill will then be assigned to one of the standing committees in either the House or the Senate, as the case may be. If more than one committee could hear it based on the subject matter, the decision about which committee gets it will be made by the Speaker in the House or the Lieutenant Governor in the Senate. What do you mean by a standing committee? A standing committee is just one that is always there. It's just a regular committee of okay. of the chamber. And each each chamber will have certain standing committees. Most Both of them have, for example, a judiciary committee. 
Um, they both have appropriations and that sort of thing. So standing committees are just the committees that are, are there as part of the chamber. Okay. And, and how are the committee members and the chair, the chairman of these committees chosen? All are assigned, again, by the Speaker in the House and the Lieutenant Governor in the Senate. Um, a lot of factors go into these assignments, some of which, surprisingly, are political, and some of which are based on each legislator's interests and expertise. For example, they tend to, to like to put lawyers on the Judiciary Committee. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of non-lawyers who serve in the Georgia General Assembly, which is a good thing, but generally they would want to put lawyers on the Judiciary Committee. So they, they try to match that somewhat. So there are just lots and lots of factors that go into it. And each committee will have members from both parties. On each committee, there are more Republicans than there are Democrats because the Republicans have the majority. Okay. All right. That makes sense. And the committee chairman has great power. Why, why, why do they have such great power? Because they control what happens to a bill to, up to a point in the, the um, hearing. They can, the, the chairman can hold immediate hearings on a bill. Um, he can delay having hearings on the bill, or he can refuse to give a bill a hearing at all. Mm. Uh, he can also assign a bill to a subcommittee for a hearing. So the, it's, it's very important that you get your bill, if you're pushing a bill, to the right committee who has a sympathetic chairman, because otherwise your bill can disappear. Mm-hmm. Now, the hearings that they hold on bills, when they do, are live-streamed. Um, this is a relatively recent innovation. And uh, we can post the, the information on our website about where you go for the Georgia legislature. So if you want to watch a hearing, you can generally do that. And anyone may attend or testify about a particular bill without giving advance notice to the committee and without having to prove that you have any credentials. Oh, really? Uh, if you are a, a citizen of Georgia, you can go down there and have your say. You just show up. You just show up, yeah. Okay. And they will generally, in the, the committee meetings, pass around a, a sign-up sheet at the beginning. Anybody who wants to speak to this bill, write your name. Wow. And okay. you you do that and they'll give you, you know, X amount of time, depends on okay. how many witnesses are there. Yeah. So it's um it's it's pretty accessible. People don't realize how, how open it is that right. you can go down and, and get your voice heard. Yeah, exactly. Now also with the when the bill is going through a committee frequently, almost all the time there will be amendments to the bill. And uh the amendments are debated and considered and pulled and replaced with a different amendment or two amendments or whatever. A lot of this work goes on behind the scenes, mm-hmm. a lot of it. They don't sit there and hammer out every word in the committee hearing because that would grind to a halt. So a lot of it is done behind the scenes. Now, a bill that passes the committee, obviously the committee, if it takes a, a vote on the bill, can go up or down. But if it passes the committee, it goes to another very powerful standing committee in the chamber, and that's called the Rules Committee. There's a Rules Committee in the House and a Rules Committee in the Senate. The chairman of the Rules Committee has the power to kill the bill, even though it passed the the committee, Mm. by simply not presenting it to the Rules Committee. He can just say, "Mm, I don't like this bill, and it doesn't show up in rules. Oh boy. And that's where a lot of drama happens towards the end of the session to see what, what bills are coming out of rules. And there are a lot of people uh-huh. who will be 
standing there looking at the rules agenda and and monitoring what they're doing with each bill. So it actually gets sort of um, sort of interesting after a while. Sort of exciting. <laughs> Surprisingly so. Yes, okay. it actually it actually can. Now, if if the bill is is put forth by the rules committee, it goes to the floor of the House or the Senate, depending on where it is, and uh, it will be debated on the floor. It can be amended generally on the floor unless they engross it. Well, that just is a term of art, meaning that they do the procedure where there are no amendments allowed. But usually it can be debated and amended. And a bill that passes one chamber then goes to the other chamber. So the House bills will go to the Senate and vice versa. Now, the second chamber may either kill it or pass it as it came out of the first chamber or pass it with amendments. Now, if the second chamber amends the bill that came out of the first chamber, then a conference committee will be appointed with members from both chambers. I think it's three House members and three senators, and they will iron out an acceptable version, which then goes back to the chamber to be voted on as the compromise version. Okay. A lot of committees. Yes, lots of committees. (laughs) This is where all the work gets done. And a bill that is passed by... Um, both chambers, then goes to the governor, who may sign it or veto it or let it become law without his signature. Are all the legislatures on committees? Yes. Okay. Um, Every legislator is assigned to a certain number of committees, and it sort of depends on how many there are. The House is a lot bigger than the Senate. But, yes, that's where the work happens, and so they can request the committees they would like to be on, oh, and okay. sometimes they get them and sometimes they don't get them. Okay. All but, right. yes, they're all on committees. Okay. Um, Jane, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try to summarize <laughs> what you just said. Okay. okay. So that people can actually understand it. <laughs> so I can understand it. Um, all right. So a bill is dropped in the House or the Senate. It is then assigned to a standing committee with a committee chairman. Then things can get exciting, right? There are debates, hearings, amendments being considered, or perhaps nothing happens if a committee or the chair kills a bill. Now, if the bill passes a committee, it then goes to the rules committee. And if it passes a rules committee, it goes to the floor of the House or Senate for debate and vote. A bill that passes one chamber goes to the other. If amended, it will go to a conference committee to iron things out, and there will be resubmitted to each chamber for approval. If both chambers approve the bill, it goes to the governor, who may sign it, veto it, or let it become law without his signature. Okay, how'd I do, Jane? A plus. Oh, A plus. Okay. No corrections? No, no. Okay. You, you were great. All right. I'm going to keep this at home on my mirror. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The other thing I've heard of is crossover day. Um, and that's very important in the legislative schedule. What does that mean? Crossover day is day 28 of the legislative session. It's the deadline for sending bills from one chamber to the other. So, for example, if the Senate doesn't pass a particular bill by crossover day, the House can't consider that bill that year, and it's dead until next year. 
Unless. Unless. Unless <laughs> what? Well, um, bills in the legislature can be like monsters in horror movies. Oh, no. They can pop back up just when you think they're dead. Mm. It is possible to attach a supposedly dead bill to a live bill. The only requirement is that the live bill be relevant to the same subject matter. It is possible to attach parts of a dead bill to a live bill. It is possible to strip all of the language out of a live bill and replace it with the language from the dead bill. Mm. The only thing that remains is the bill number. This is fascinating to watch when when people do this. It is a combination of gamesmanship and warfare. Uh, the bottom line for for our purposes is that you cannot assume a bill is dead until midnight on the last day of the session. Mm. And you have to watch other relevant bills that are still alive to make sure the dead language doesn't reappear somewhere mm-hmm. as part of this live bill. Mm-hmm. Now, that's if we want, if we don't want the dead language to appear. Right. Now, and but there may be an opportunity where we want the dead language to reappear. Absolutely. Yes, okay. it goes, it works both ways. So if your bill doesn't make it out by crossover day, then you start looking at the other chamber. Look at the bills that are there oh. and see which ones are relevant to the same general subject matter so you can maybe use the opportunity to slip in some of your language and you go and you start talking to the to the okay. sponsor of that bill. Okay, all right. So things, we, we need to all stay tuned because Monday, the night, the legislative session begins. So, Although there's a little bit of a delay because there seems to be a football championship game that oh. night. So they're not going to really kick off on Tuesday, I think. it. But anyway, it's next week. Okay. Um, how much power do the legislators in leadership positions have? A lot. It's very critical who is in leadership. We have seen that the committee chairman can advance or kill bills in their committees. In the House, the speaker can assign a bill he doesn't like to a committee whose chairman he knows will kill it. Um, that's what happened, for example, with the bill from a couple of years ago that would have banned experimentation on gender-confused mm-hmm. children that would have banned the medical interventions that were being used on those children. The The speaker at, at the time assigned it to a committee whose chairman he knew would kill that bill. Oh. Um, the lieutenant governor can do the same thing in the mm-hmm. Senate, and the governor is, is very powerful in Georgia. The bottom line is that a bill that the governor opposes is probably not going to make it through, and a bill he supports will probably pass, but he doesn't weigh in on most bills. There are tons of bills, and he's not going to expend his political capital on every conceivable bill that comes down the line. But if it's an important bill and he wants it, he has a lot of power to, to okay. affect that. Okay. Um, now, you've, you've explained a couple ways in which we can affect policy, um, but would you go into a little bit more detail and as to how we as Uh, Average citizens can affect all of this. Yes. Um, You can keep up with bills by their bill numbers by getting on notification lists of groups that you trust, the archdiocese, the like-minded advocacy groups, and we'll post a link to that on the website, on the Quest website, so that you can see some of these organizations and you can get on their their action alert list so they'll tell you what's going on down there, Uh, maybe professional associations, that sort of thing. You can follow the bills by number on the General Assembly website, which we will also post. 
and it's um it's a really user friendly sort of website. It's it's pretty easy to follow a bill and to read it and see what the the most recent version is and all of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will say as I did when I first started out doing all this stuff. Well, how do you find out who your rep is or who your your representative or who your senator is? Well, there's an easy way to do that too if you don't know. Go to a site called openstates.org and we'll link to that as well. And you plug in your address, and it will tell you everybody who represents you in all of the different bodies. So um, one thing that people don't think that they can do, but they can do, and most legislators would be thrilled if they did this, is to get to know your legislator. Go, maybe if he or she is speaking somewhere, go introduce yourself. Invite that person out to lunch. Let's go to Chick-fil-A and have a sandwich. and really? Just get to know them. Okay. because. Um, the legislature can be kind of a lonely place, and it's nice to know that you've got a friend back in your district. And if you do that, not only can can you um, sort of assist that person, but you can also make sure that that person knows your name. So mm-hmm. if you call about a particular bill at some point, um, then then he or she is more likely to take that call because – they know who you are. Wonderful. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a great idea. Take them out to lunch. Yes. And, and I'm sure some of the work that they're doing is a tad boring for them that they may. Yeah, that you could be, say that. <laughs> yes. They like to talk to real people who have <laughs> and, and keep in touch with what's going on. Um, even better, um, during the session or even before the session, go down to the Capitol, schedule a meeting with them, and go talk to them. Okay. There was a. a State Senator out of Cobb County who told me years ago, he said, when I've got, when two people call, he said, when five people call my office about a bill, I know that it's a huge issue. When two people come to see me about a bill, I know it is a massive issue. Wow. So it doesn't take a lot to to get their attention. And it can be entertaining with the, um, the whole thing about the, when the heartbeat bill was being uh, debated, and we had all of these dozens and dozens of women down there wearing their red handmaid's outfits and all this mm-hmm. stuff, and, and it was um, it was quite dramatic. And so it, it's not always just completely boring. Oh, you mean um, Hollywood comes to the Capitol? Oh, imagine that. Yes, yes. We had actresses making speeches on the, oh my gosh. the floor of the rotunda. This was a particular actress I had personally never heard of, but other people there <laughs> apparently had heard of her. Um, but the, the point is that that you can come down there and and make your voice heard. That public input is crucial, and it can really help David beat Goliath. And don't ever assume that just because you're outmanned or you're outspent or you're outgunned mm-hmm. that you're that mm-hmm. you don't have a chance because you do. You know, one of the one of the um, uh, examples of that is the gambling. Yeah, um, the the gambling lobbyist of whom there are it seems hundreds down there, um, have been trying to get a lot of different gambling um, bills through for years. And we'll talk about that later on in our show. Um, and uh, they have tons of money. It's unbelievable the amounts of money that right. they have and the number of lobbyists and, and the pressure that they can exert. And every one of those bills has been pulled. At, they, they haven't voted on them. Yay. And the reason is... That I mean, I would have to say, bottom line is the reason is the Georgia Baptists, because they sent out um, 
alerts to people saying, please call your legislator and say you don't want this, whatever bill is, casino, horse race, whatever it was. And without, I'm I'm not saying one thing or the other about the, the substance of that, but I'm just pointing out that that you've got, on the one hand, these massively funded lobbyists and corporations who are trying to get this in. On the other hand, you've got just thousands of people who don't right. want their kids getting addicted to gambling. Right. And okay. so far, the the individuals have won. And let's not forget about prayer for all the legislators, especially the ones in leadership position. Prayer is powerful. Absolutely. So next week, we will kick off a discussion of issues that we'll be hearing about in the legislature. First up, I think we're going to do the life issue because this is is huge in this country right now. We'll explain how Georgia law is protecting unborn babies and what legislation may be proposed to address still unanswered questions. So we hope that everybody will, now that they have this background on what's going on in the legislature, that they will tune in so we can talk about specific issues and kind of get into the meat of some things starting next week. Perfect. Will you close us with a prayer? Yes. Heavenly Father, we come to you with gratitude for the country and the state in which we live and for the freedom we enjoy to make our voices heard. We pray for all our elected officials in Georgia as they represent us. Grant them the wisdom to see the right course of action and the courage to follow it and inspire all of us to act as not only good citizens of Georgia, but good citizens of your kingdom. Amen. Amen. Thank you. This has been Legislation Made Simple, keeping you informed on political issues with your hosts, Patty DeCraney and Jane Robbins. Listen again next week at the same time for Legislation Made Simple on AM 1160, The Quest.